Support for this podcast is provided by That Cast Creative. Brand your business and connect with your audience by creating a custom podcast. Learn more at thatcast.com. Portland early on really defined itself as a city where you drive 20, 30 minutes and you're right in the middle of a farm producing local greens for every restaurant in the city. You know, you can go out to Wallola and talk to uh, Corey Carmen at Carmen Ranch and talk about grass-fed beef that's being raised right here in Oregon. You know, you can go out to the Oregon coast and be right on top of the Dungeness crab harvest. You know, it's it's a small enough place that you have such direct access and face-to-face time where it becomes very personalized. The Pacific Northwest Lifestyle Unleashed. It's Locals Only with CHOP, presented by ThatCast Network. CHOP Locals Only, we are back, rocking and rolling. And and right now, the beautiful thing about podcasting is if you have portable equipment, you can take it on the road. And I am in a chef's house right now as we speak. Beautiful day. We're in Montevilla which, in my opinion, is one of the most kick-ass neighborhoods in all of Portland. And I'm here with Chef Andrew Garrett, Northwest Elixirs, ice cream guru. Uh, by the way, you, you probably saw him on Chopped. Yeah, that Chopped, the one on Food Network. Andrew Garrett, what makes the Montevilla neighborhood so cool? Uh, well, yeah, Montevilla as a whole, is uh, it's not only... A neighborhood but it's also very community oriented so you know I, I get my morning coffee at bipartisan cafe i sit out on my porch i wave at my neighbors as they walk their kids to school you know people know their names i have my garden out in the front yard anything extra i have in my garden i put on the fence line and people just know that they can come by and if it's in the basket it's free to take so you know i share my squash my cucumbers lots of corn and tomatoes all throughout the summer uh, it's just, it's a very unique community. You know, we have a ton of restaurants and bars, uh, some of the best in town, uh, vintage cocktail bars right down the way. They make amazing, uh, craft cocktails. Uh, we have the country cat diner right across the street, Redwood, uh, which I, I think is one of the most underspoken, uh, brunch spots in Portland. And then, you know, like, uh, the observatory and over and out right up the way, uh, the best cheese plate in Portland, hands down, not because of any kind of fancy cheese, but because it's just so well done that, that it's it's beautiful. You know, you sit down, you can have a cheese plate, have some beers, have some wine, just hang out and relax in a really cool little spot. Uh, and then, of course, Cold as Ice Creamery and Hungry Heart Bakery are here. Uh, yeah, there, there are so many really cool little shops you know, we have the oh, what's the vintage shop is right down the way uh, we've got the antiques mall just up the street as well yeah there, there's a ton of stuff to, to do here in Montevilla you mentioned all the shops and all of the restaurants what about the the farmers market because there's a there's a big farmers market uh, here in Montevilla and you add a farmers market to the already bustling uh, small, tight-knit community scene in Montevilla. What does a farmer's market add to the community that maybe the Montevilla area didn't have before? Well, I mean, ha- having the farmer's market down the way, and I can't believe I totally forgot about that, but it's every Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And it's it's one of those things where it there are members that vend at the farmer's market that are actually live in the neighborhood. Uh, for a while, you know, we were selling Northwest Elixirs at the... 
uh, farmer's market. And that's kind of where I, I found Monteville and got involved with the community. Uh, it's just, it, it brings everybody together. We go down there, you see your neighbors, you see the other folks that live around the neighborhood that are coming to your farmer's market. You get the produce, you get, you know, I get a lot of my starts for all my vegetables there, uh, in the springtime. So it, it, again, it's, it's just one of those things where everybody knows your name, you know, people know your face and you're always welcome there. And it's, it's a very open, uh, marketplace. You mentioned cold as ice, the ice cream shop. Now, are you still a part of that? Uh, I am still uh, silently involved. Uh, I kind of stepped away as a ice cream maker and shop worker. Uh, you know, it's still open. It's still running. They're still producing fantastic ice cream and really creative. Uh, now they've actually added in uh, what's called Heartbreaker. And it is craft sausages, hot dogs. So again, another one of those things that, you know, the neighborhood didn't really have now it does. And so you could go in there, grab a dog, grab some ice cream, hang out with the kids, sit out, enjoy the sunshine while we still have it, I guess. Uh, but you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I've definitely stepped back from that overall. You've stepped back from the cold as ice creamery, but you're still involved with North Northwest elixirs. And what are, I know you had done, um, some pop-ups. What was it like being involved in a pop-up? And for those people out there here in the Portland community that don't really know what a pop-up is, what is a pop-up, dude? Uh, yes, still very involved in Northwest Elixirs. Northwest Elixirs, uh, spicy cooking sauces. Those are my, that's my baby, you know, and that's where I've really been able to focus my energy and kind of growing the brand further and further. But as a chef that created a consumer product good, I wanted some, I, I, I miss kitchens. You know, because I mean, you get into it and you're just like totally involved in in restaurants for my entire career, and then all of a sudden I'm doing this thing where it's like I'm doing demos, I'm doing events, I'm doing festivals, and I'm not really cooking food anymore. And a good friend of mine, uh, Tamara Hatar, uh, we were like, hey, you know what? We should do pop up dinners. And so for anybody that doesn't know what a pop up dinner is, a pop up dinner is literally a restaurant that just kind of pops up. Uh, you know, we were fortunate enough to use the bakery next door to the house here and work out of there creating, you know, food that we're passionate about. So it's not the everyday, you know, seven days a week grind of working in a restaurant and producing the same thing over and over again. Uh, our pop-up dinners really revolved around local in season, fresh, bright foods. And we were able to work with local wineries, local breweries, a couple distilleries, a couple cocktail makers, and really like put forward what we're passionate about and still have that rush of like being in a restaurant and having the, to get those, those orders out immediately and have that passion around food and preparing something to the minute, uh, that you really miss when you leave restaurants. And so it's been a really cool experience for us. Do you envision yourself with other chefs getting together and doing pop-ups again in the future? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, again, it's one of those things where working, working in Portland, uh, allows you that opportunity to work with some of the best chefs in the country, in the city, uh, because I, what I call humility, uh, there's a lot of humility in the city and not in the sense that, you know, everybody's trying to make fun of one another, but in the sense that chefs that are creating amazing James Beard award-winning food are completely approachable and willing to work side by side with someone who may not have the credentials that they do and really like create something together collaboratively. 
And it's not in, not that it doesn't exist in other big cities. I just think that our community is a little bit more tightly knit. You know, we, we all know each other very well. We've all worked for the same people. We've worked in the same buildings. Uh, we've worked down the street from each other. And the, the community around food in Portland is unlike anywhere else that I've been. And that brings me to my next question. Why is the culinary industry, food, the scene, why is it so huge and popular right here in Portland. Why is Portland a buzz city in the culinary industry? I want to get down and deep. I want to know why. The thing that I think really makes Portland the food scene that it is, is availability and acceptance and price points. It, it really... Portland early on really defined itself as a city where you can walk out into the country... Well, maybe not walk. You probably want to drive there, but you drive 20, 30 minutes and you're right in the middle of a farm that's producing local greens for every restaurant in the city. You know, you can go out to Wallola and talk to uh, Corey Carmen at Carmen Ranch and talk about grass fed beef that's being raised right here in Oregon. You know, you can go out to the Oregon coast and be right on top of the Dungeness crab harvest. You know, it's. It's a small enough place that you have such direct access and face-to-face time where it becomes very personalized. That coupled with the fact that living in Portland 10 years ago was extremely affordable for people. So you had a lot of really young chefs come to the city with this whole new opportunity. You know, it just a, a world of opportunity around you. And you take that, that combination of young, hungry chef and you place it in the middle of a place they could afford to live and cook food that's grown within 50 miles of the place that they're cooking in. And it really, it, it started to create this dynamic effect across the whole food chain in the Northwest, specifically Portland. Uh, you know, it, it, we've bred these chefs to be that way. So now chefs that came here, you know, 15, 10 years ago, have their own restaurants, they're leading their own kitchens, and they're developing these younger chefs in the same tradition in which they were raised 10 to 15 years ago. And so we're really creating this this life cycle of a chef that is passionate about food. And that directly translates to the consumer. You know, our guests that come into our restaurants, that show up at our pop-ups, that buy our hot sauces, they truly appreciate what's happening. They understand that the Willamette Valley has some of the best soil in the United States. You know, they understand that what we're doing here is different than anywhere else in the country. So it's, uh, I I think there's a a very large range of reasons why, but I think that that, those reasons right there are the biggest. You're making me hungry. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. We're going to come back. We'll do one more segment, but I want to find out some dirt on some chefs. So I'm going to, I'm going to hold you accountable for giving us a few dark secrets. And I also want to find out what some of your favorite places to eat are in Portland and give the listeners uh, a couple of uh, new, new ideas and suggestions of places to go. So we'll be right back more with chef Andrew Garrett right here. Locals only thatcast.com. That's where you can find this wonderful podcast and others. Don't go anywhere. Do you have trouble motivating your football team? Have you been getting out hit by your opponents? Well, look no further than the Do-It-Yourself Bounty Kit. Brought to you by Hits R Us. This kit is revolutionary and will take your team's defense to places unseen before. 
Your coaches will be all smiles when stretchers will be carrying the opposing team's players off the field. Kit includes a full-size dummy, so you can teach your team how to rip off heads and break legs. Also included is a complimentary money collection jar, so you can keep the bounty funds safe. The first 25 callers will also receive a carefully prepared public statement. If ever found installing a bounty system in the locker room and a GM's wiretap kit, call Hits R Us now at 1-800-HITS-R-US. That's 1-800-HITS-R-US. Want to advertise on this podcast or one like it and reach a targeted and engaged audience? Go to thatcast.com to start reaching our audience. We're back, locals only, chop chilling out with you and really just diving into what makes the Pacific Northwest a great place to live. And I'm currently right now in the dining room looking straight into the kitchen of a chef's house here in the wonderful Montevilla neighborhood, Southeast Portland. Andrew Garrett's his name, Northwest Elixirs, pop-ups, all around good guy and a rugby player as well, which is uh, extra. I guess you get bonus points, not only if you handle knives for a living, but you crack people's skull in rugby. That all that also goes uh, a long way. But, you know, I left the first segment. I want to get down and dirty a little bit in the chef scene. Give us some dirt on some of the chefs, if you can. I Not if you can, just do it. Come on. Uh, you know, it, when it comes to, to dirt in, in the chef scene in Portland, uh, you know, I, I think that for me personally, the, the biggest level of dirt that, that really stands out is the lack of chef coats in Portland restaurants. Uh, I, I think that there's, uh, a few restaurants in town that allow t-shirts and really unkept facial hair and long hair to just kind of flow freely and dirty in kitchens. And I, th- I think that that's where the, the biggest realm of dirt really exists. Uh, I wish I really, sometimes I really wish that I was connected to the circle enough to have some of the, uh, the deep down kind of scandalous things that I used to have when I was in, uh, you know, San Francisco, man, I could tell you some stories about those guys back in the, the late nineties and early two thousands, you know, when we were doing Coke off the lines and we were drinking every day, but you know, here I am, I'm, I'm 11 years sober now and I've not really in the, the, the underbelly of the industry, if you will. And honestly, not to say that we have wholesome, wholehearted, wonderful chefs in this town, but for the most part, we're pretty, we, we stay pretty clean, you know, and it's, uh, you know, actually, you know what, that Aaron Barnett guy, you know, that Aaron Barnett guy, he's actually my brother. He is, he, he refuses to admit it, but he is. Uh, and that's a little bit of dirt on him. You know, St. Jack Lemuel, I'm actually him and he's actually me. Uh, so if he's listening to this, start telling people the truth, Aaron. I'm going to let you slide with that one. You didn't really give us any dirt, but Look, you're still cooking, you're still developing, you're still showering the community with your entrepreneurial spirit. So I'm going to let that one slide. When the mics go off, maybe you can tell me a little something and I'll pass it off like three episodes later and people won't even recognize it. But the fact remains that we live in a great area. You've been able to carve out a niche and do what you're doing. I mean, look... Northwest Elixirs, did that get you on to Chopped on Food Network? Or how did that whole, uh, I guess, 
opportunity come to be? Was it due to the hot sauce? Was it due to an audition tape, a combination? How did you land on Chopped? Uh, I wound up on Chopped because I have a sparkling personality and I'm an extremely talented chef. Uh, that's basically what happened. Uh, the personality is true. The chef part, I'm pretty good. Uh, but no, that the hot sauce had already been in existence. Uh, the Chopped casting team was here in town and they were looking at Portland chefs. And a friend of mine who's a casting director was like, hey, you need to go to this open call. You need to go audition. And I really fought her on it. And I was like, ah, you know what? It's not for me. I don't do reality stuff. Like, I just don't want to, you know, I don't need it. And as soon as, you know, she said, you know what? They're going to pay for you to go to New York. Just go do it. Have fun. See if it works. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. And I went down there. I And as soon as they put the video camera on me and they started asking me questions, I immediately knew that I wanted to be on Chopped. Uh, and I wanted to just be out there and doing what I do. Because it, A, I'm a rugby player. I'm an extremely competitive person. And any opportunity that I get to, to compete in something that I think that I'm very good at, I'm going to take it. You know, because I, mean, I, I don't want to be... Uh, the one to shy away from a challenge. What were the personalities like? First off, who was, who were the judges? Uh, so our judges were Aron Sanchez, Jeffrey Sarkarian, and guest chef Michelle Bernstein. Now, chef Michelle Bernstein happens to be an idol of mine. Uh, and so what chef Bernstein did uh, in the early 2000s is she started bringing Caribbean flavor to restaurants and she released a cookbook that had a lot of heavy spices in it, a lot of kind of like spicy food and really like islandy esque. And I was in love with that when I first started cooking is I was just in love with this idea of really heavy spices, really spicy food, really fresh, really vibrant, really island esque cooking. And so that's, I fell in love with her books and I came around the corner and there she was. And I'm like, Oh my God. And I had this little like starstruck chef moment Aron Sanchez, I could do without. I mean, the guy is, I think that I could cook much better than he can. I, as, as just to say that out loud, uh, if you're listening, Aron, uh, I'm coming for you. So, uh, but the personalities are great. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, the people that I was on the show with, uh, we were all so friendly with one another and we were all very much our own cheerleaders for one another that we didn't have a whole lot of drama in our episode where you see some of the chefs on Chopped and they're just, they're cutthroat. They're bad-mouthing each other behind the camera. They're they're pushing each other in the kitchen. It's like, whoa, like what's going on? Everybody that I was on that show with was super polite, very well-spoken, and very good at cooking. And we all just really got along. So there wasn't a whole lot of drama. Even, you know, you think that, oh, well, you know, you don't know what they say when they're, you know, on the green screen and they're back there talking. You watch the show and we're all like, oh, man, he's really good. Like, oh, my God, Mina is making flatbread on the fly. What the heck is going on? Like, I need to step up my game and so it it really was just a, it was an overall amazing experience for me after your appearance on chopped you're on the food network big time show did that help develop and further your career uh you know it, it didn't necessarily help develop my career as much as it did really push the hot sauces into a bigger spotlight so you know within a matter of minutes of the show airing i'm sitting there on my phone and, and here's the other thing right so the show didn't air for almost a year after we filmed it. So I couldn't tell anybody I was on the show. I couldn't talk about the show at all. And then you get an email. Oh, hey, it's going to air on this date. And, okay, great. You know, we're excited. We're ready. 
And uh, I had no idea. I had no way of telling what we were going to do, you know, how it was going to impact sales or how it was going to impact overall, you know, view on the hot sauce company. And within seconds, within minutes of the show airing, it was just like my phone was exploding with emails of, you know, oh, ordering sauce, ordering sauce, ordering sauce. And it was, uh, it was unreal. I actually had a couple of emails where people emailed me asking for autographed pictures. And I'm like, never in my life did I expect to like have someone email me and ask for an autographed picture. And of course, the egomaniac in me is like, well, let me find a good picture and autograph this and, you know, leave an inspirational note inside of that. And, uh, and so I did the, just the two. I mean, I say that like there was a million of them. There were two, literally two. Uh, and so it really, it, it changed the game and it did put us on a little bit of a bigger map. It gave us a little bit more uh, credibility, if you will, especially in the, the hot sauce world or the, the cooking sauce world, condiments in general. Is, there's so many, so many options and there's so many really good options. So changing consumer habits or, you know, trying to convince someone that my sauce is better than this sauce or that sauce is a challenge, you know, and I never want to badmouth anybody and it. I am a huge condiment hoarder, so I have just condiments everywhere, everywhere. And, uh, you know, it, it, it really helped provide some credibility behind what we're doing and, and gave me a little bit more validity, validity as a chef creating a product for, you know, in-home use. Northwest Elixirs, give us an idea of what's in store for the future with the Hot Sauce Company, where people can find it, and... You know your social media, email, all the contact info. Oh yeah, I mean, so we're we're growing exponentially. Um, if you're looking for us in a grocery store, New Seasons, Market of Choice, Zoo Pans, uh, those are the places to find us here in Portland. Outside of Portland, San Francisco, uh, we're in Buy Right Markets, we're in Sprouts and New Seasons in the Bay Area as well. Uh, our social media, you can find us at NW Elixirs. It's E L I X I R S. A uh, little insight for the first. Five years of being in business, I spelt elixirs wrong. I spelt it with an ER or an OR instead of the IR. Uh, you know, and you could find us at www.nwelixirs.com. Uh, you can follow my Instagram account. It's at Chef Garrett. There's a lot of food, a lot of rugby, a uh, little bit of shenanigans, some ridiculousness uh, that exists. Because again, I try to really not take myself too seriously in this in this world anymore. Because I think a lot of people are. We're really serious, you know, we're really, really intense. And I get to sell hot sauce for a living. That's what I get to do. I get to interact with people on a daily basis. And that's fun. You know, for me, that, that's a lot of fun. And it's, uh, it's a trip. Andrew Garrett, chef extraordinaire, um, rugby superstar. All right. Well, that no, that's not a stretch. Anybody that could get out there and play rugby, mad respect for. But before I cut you loose and you kick me out of your house, what are some some of your favorite restaurants, some of your favorite chefs here locally that people should really go out and try to sample some of their food. Oh, for me personally, my go-to place in Portland is La Mule. Uh, it's over on 28th and Clinton. And as I alluded to in our last segment, uh, chef Aaron Barnett, uh, of St. Jack, uh, he and I worked together at 23 Hoyt and I worked for him at St. Jack and you know what they do is is very very good and if you're looking for a really nice little date night spot it's kind of dark it's kind of swanky it's very french it's a great place to go to uh when you're talking about pizza right down the street east gleason pizza 
you know, they do flat, uh, flatter crust style uh, Napoleon esque pizza. I think that'd be a good way to describe that. They also do Detroit style pizzas on Thursday nights. So Detroit style pizza, kind of like your Stouffer's original. That's like that thick focaccia with some tomato sauce and some peppers and pepperoni and done. It's amazing. East Gleason Pizza. Uh, another really, uh, you know, two of my personal favorite chefs in, well, gosh, I, mean, I guess there's more than that, but Gregory Gourdet, you know, a fantastic chef up there at Departure. Uh, Gabe Rucker, uh, who also is a neighbor of mine here in Montevilla. Uh, he's another one with the pigeon, a little bird. Uh, you know, BJ Smith over at Smokehouse Tavern, they absolutely crush it. Uh, you know, the guys at, you know, John Gorm's restaurants, I, I actually had dinner at Mediterranean Exploration Company, uh, not too long ago. And it was the first time I was in there and they just crushed it. Uh, Renata down in inner Southeast. That's another, you know, just killer Italian restaurant. Um, you know, a, a looking for good ingredients, tails and trotters. Down here on that that weird island of Sandy and Gleason and 28th in that little area, Tails and Trotters, the the pork that they produce is absolutely amazing. Gosh, where else? It, it, there's so many here in town. I mean, at Graham Cheney over at Stanich, you know, they do a great job too. Uh, there's, yeah, you know, where where else do we start? I mean, tacos, Taqueria de Santa Cruz up in St. John's. You know, the only place you could really get good tacos in Portland. Pretty much, you, know, you could stumble and fall into almost any good restaurant in here. You know, it's it's just what it is. Now, what do you got planned for the future? Uh, so, with Northwest Elixirs, we're going to continue to expand our line, uh, moving more into some marinades, salad dressings, as well as uh, meat. You know, spice rubs. So, we're we're working towards collaborative efforts with a few different butchers, a couple different uh, meat producers that we can collaborate with and start doing some prepackaged meats with them that are already marinated in Northwest Elixir sauces as well as our spice rubs and then moving it into, you know, kind of ready to go 20 minute meal type bags where there's no sugars, there's no garbage, there's no fillers, there's no gums, there's no extracts. Uh, the biggest thing of what we're doing is like trying to do things all natural and clean. You know, I, for me, again, kind of as a, an athlete in my late thirties, trying to compete with the youth of today is that, you know, I have to train extra hard. I have to eat extra. I have to be extra aware of what I'm eating. And so part of my, my training and my nutrition is really kind of eliminating the garbage that exists in most consumer product goods and making it easier for folks at home to cook really tasty, good food. All right. I know you're motioning for me to get out of your house. So Andrew Garrett, hit him up, Northwest Elixirs, follow him on all of his social media tentacles. Uh, I'm, that's what where everybody goes. It's free marketing. Uh, you'll be able to follow along with his board game and and uh, his ventures and and business exploits and and follow him on uh, the rugby field as well. But appreciate it. I'm getting out of your house. We'll be right back. The perfect stadium or sports arena doesn't get built without a city's support, and that's where Stadium Financials Power Play begins. Our crack team of marketing gurus, spin doctors, and downright backwards-thinking investors tackle the challenges every sports team owner has of getting the city to pay for a stadium or arena so they don't have to. The days of sports owners having to foot the bill for an arena are over. 
Our team devises marketing campaigns that make the public feel good about tax increases for a new arena that they may never enjoy. Stadium Financial has been in the business of fleecing the public for over a hundred years and plan on being in business for a hundred more. If you enjoy paying $50 for a ticket to see your favorite basketball team, $9 beers and $10 hot dogs, make sure you vote yes on your next city stadium bill. Visit StadiumFinancial.com for more information. Discover the growing lineup of ThatCast Network podcast and videocasts at ThatCast.com. Now, back to CHOP on everything from bourbon to bicycles on Locals Only. CHOP back with you, wrapping up Locals Only. Huge, huge thank you to Andrew Garrett, Chef Andrew Garrett, rugby player, hot sauce extraordinaire. Totally grateful for the opportunity to have him join the Locals Only podcast, which subscribe go to thatcast.com download it subscribe to it rate it review it look even if you don't like it give it a crappy review i can handle it i can take criticism but you're not gonna you want to know why because it's gonna kick ass it does kick ass and you're gonna fall in love with it so go to thatcast.com and subscribe download rate review you can find it on itunes you can find it on many of your podcast uh, distributing outlets. All right, so you get on that. I'm going to wrap up with a little bit of news here in the culinary industry right here in Portland. Great Peruvian restaurant, Andina. They've got a new executive chef. His name is Cliff Denny. So you're going to want to go out there, check out what he's bringing to the restaurant. And let me tell you, they have some of the best cocktails in all of Portland. I had a, I want to say it was a rum, pineapple rum infused mojito. My God, it's so good that uh, I, I tried to replicate it here at my own home. And it, it, it came out okay. I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed the pineapple infused rum that, uh, th- that I made. But it still didn't taste exactly the way Andina could churn that sucker out. So you're going to want to get down to Andina and uh, check out the fine fare that uh, new executive chef Cliff Denny is bringing to the table. They're located at 1314 Northwest Gleason Street. So get on over there, rock and roll, Andina. You can hit them up on the social medias at, at Andina PDX. Next week, we're coming back with fall coming in full swing. You know, the the beginning of fall is some of the best weather here in the Pacific Northwest, and it's still a great time to get your last of the season bike, bike riding in, unless you're one of those crazy cats that get all dressed up in in all the rain gear and and i totally respect that but you know for the majority of portlanders you put the bicycle away mid to late fall through late winter early spring it is what it is all right now be here because we are going to have chris chapman on the show and he's going to talk about some of the great places uh, that you can get your bike on before the weather turns And we'll talk beer culture as well in the Pacific Northwest. What are some of the hot beers uh, coming out this fall? Seasonals, micros, you know. Look, just pop the top, pull the handle, pour yourself a beer, and get to it. Thanks again for tuning in. Be back next week. Again, go to thatcast.com, download it, subscribe to it, rate, review. I'll talk at you next week. See ya!